Hey, Shalom. Our, our second in a series on gambling. Uh, this one is about buying a lottery ticket. And we're going to find that Rav Ovadi Yosef, he, he takes a position that was not agreed upon by, by everybody. In fact, uh, it seems like, like many disagreed, maybe most disagreed. We'll explain, uh, we'll see his position. And, and then we'll see uh, uh, why there are those that um, why there are those that differed with him, and uh, he uh, rejects three different uh, uh, approaches that might theoretically have have been lenient. He ends up um, <coughs> strikingly as the Rab Rashi. Um, uh, ruling that Svaradim should not buy a Mifalapayas ticket. Uh, many argued with him, uh, including the other Rav Rashi and including uh, some Svaradi Poskim. We'll discuss why it is that was the case. Here's the way the Chuva looks in uh, the responsive project. Now, the the following is the key source. This is this is a continuation from the previous from the previous discussion that we had last week. Uh, the Sfardi halachic tradition follows the Shulchan Aruch's rulings, and he is stringent about gambling. So the Shulchan Aruch says as follows: There are things that that Chachamim prohibited because of theft, meaning. It's not theft, but it's rabbinic level theft. Somebody who transgresses, he's a rabbinic level thief. And they include people that are pigeon racers or people that are dice players. Okay, so that's our gamble. And he gives us the case. They, they play with these... Um, with these pieces of wood or 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 rocks or bones, stones, bones, they'll seem tonight they make a condition, whoever beats the other in this particular game, he'll say he'll take a certain amount of of uh of money. So so that's that's gambling. Uh welcome Yona. Or the same thing goes for people that are playing in most likely racing animals, wild animals, birds. They make a condition. Anybody whose animal beats or, or, or runs better, he will take such, he will take from the other one such and such an amount of money. All this, all these kinds of things, are prohibited, and our our rabbinic level uh, geza. Now, the Shulchan Aruch also mentions in Hilchos Shabbos something that seems to be a a lottery. Talks about now again the context is Hilchos Shabbos. So how, the context is is what is prohibited and what is permitted uh, on Shabbos. Uh, but in the midst of these halachas of Shabbos, so comes in uh, a din which is really from another world. It's from the world of 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 prohibited theft, and uh, he writes as follows: The Shulchan Aruch, But to 
set a larger piece against a smaller piece. Now, now uh, the let's say you have uh, uh, stakes, and uh, you have uh, you have uh, you know ten teenage boys, and and they want the uh, <laughs> each one wants the the a particular cut of steak or what have you, and there's limited resources. So lahatil goralalem to make a lottery on them. Afilu beto even with his family uvechol or on the weekday, meaning not on Shabbat. Asur mishum kuvia. That's prohibited because of dice playing. Um, uh, with his family members, because family members at the end of the day are not particular with each other, um, with the understanding that, you know, one day he gets a bigger piece, another day he gets a bigger piece, uh, it'll leave it out in the end, whatever, whatever it is. But there's two approaches in the Shulchan Aruch, but both of them seem to agree that uh, a a uh, dice, uh, excuse me, a lottery on who gets the biggest piece of meat is is prohibited. And uh, let me just do this. Is prohibited. And uh, Gomarno. So a lottery is prohibited rabbinically. The same Shulchan Aruch that speaks about rabbinic level theft with regards to uh, dice says the same thing over here. Now, um, who says the Sfaradim have to follow the Shulchan Aruch, the $10,000 question, 10,000 shekel question? Even though the Ashkenazim that accepted the approach of the Ramah, Rav Moshe Israelis, who was in Krakow, Poland, and he wrote uh, he he wrote the Mapa, he wrote the commentary in the Shulchan Aruch that uh, brought in Ashkenazi uh, uh, halachic tradition and Ashkenazi practice, and he is lenient, as we saw last week, on on uh, on some gambling issues, as we saw. They could rely on him here. He even, in certain instances, permitted uh, playing dice. Again, it would have to be, like we said last week, you'd have to look up in the in the Ramah there. They have to, um, they have to be, it, the game has to be on there. Uh, they have to put the money down up front. The, the, the game has to be on the, on something that is owned by them. And uh, it has to be a, a game which is which is uh, dependent on chance as opposed to expertise, because we don't want um, uh, because otherwise we get into a problem of 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 uh, asmachta. Because if you really think you're going to win, <coughs> so then so then uh, you you are not really giving up your money. And then the person who wins is going to be taking money that is really still owned by the owner. That's the problem. The problem is 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 winning, and the problem is taking the other person's win, uh, wins, uh, the other person's money. And and ironically, as we mentioned last time, uh, the more it is a game of chance, the more lenient it is because then the more a person is 
willing to realize is that sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Now, um, they, he poetically says, they, they follow the Ramah's opinion. Nevertheless, for us, meaning referring to people that are, that are Sfaradim, Shomer one who watches his soul will distance himself from them. We accepted on ourselves the instruction, the halachic instruction, the psak halacha of Maran, which is Rabbi Yosef Karo. That's the way he's referred to. He prohibits playing dice and, and these kinds of, of uh, lotteries. Again, goral is, is, is like... Um, the uh, drawing lots. That's 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 where the word the word lottery comes from, um, as far as I know. I'm not familiar with this. Um, Yud, whatever the first name is, Faraji, Besifro Shut Maharif. Even though, even though there's a majority of poskim that argue with the Rambam and the and the Shulchan Aruch, again the Rambam is in many ways the basis of the Shulchan Aruch. Um, there are because because the Shulchan Aruch, the Beit Yosef, when he had machlokot between the Rambam, the Rif, and the Rosh, so he paskin by the Rov, and very often the Rambam and the Rif are together. The Shulchan Aruch also often um, based his formulations on the Rambam with slight changes to to modify for his own for his own reasons. We have accepted on ourselves the Piske Halacha of, of the Rambam and and Rabbi Yosef Cairo. They for us is like Halacha That's our halachic tradition. No argument about this. We follow the the Rabbi Yosef Cairo. Even if a person is stringent, again in in this case it would be a leniency of the Rama, but somebody who veers from the psak of Rabbi Yosef Cairo, harehu kiilu Torah. He is um, straying from the from the laws of the Torah, and he is treating his his rabbanim with with a lack of honor, disgrace. So that's that's one of the one of the statements that appears within the the world of Svarti Shilas and Shivas of how powerful it is to follow the Piskei Aloch of the Shulchanar. What about Ashkenazim? There is room to be lenient. He holds that that these kinds of gambling are not considered asmachta. As we mentioned, that a person knows it's a game of chance and therefore he's going to give it up. And as long as they do it in a way that the money is 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 there in front of you, so so they've already given it up and there's a there's a uh there's a uh, a way of doing the Kenyan. Now, there's a there's a couple. Now he's going to bring us a couple statements that are saying that really an Ashkenazi should also refrain. Number one, the rivash. It's it's us according to everybody. Even though he he holds that the asmachta doesn't exist. Uh, it is it is still certainly something that is ugly, abominable, and disgusting. 
ורבים חללים מפיל, many, um, many corpses have fallen because of it, וצורים כל הרוגב, and powerful are all those that it killed, and that's referring to people who fell through gambling. ומפרש בירושלמי, there's a Yerushalmi that says that if somebody made a neder, he took a vow, he took an oath, that he's, sounds like a vow, not to, not to play dice. You're not, you're not, you're not moderate. You're not able to, to permit it. In other words, that's a neder that he's going to walk around with for the rest of his life. That's what the Ramban says, and that's what the Rashba says, implying that, that that's something that is um, uh, so bad. He wrote that also. You have a look at the Tosos, Yerushalmi, Shulchan Aruch, Yerodeh, etc. Now, there were, Ravavadya is very thorough. Uh, again, except for one Svara <coughs> that others brought up that he didn't bring up, but it is very thorough in his Kuva. And the way his, his methodology was to see who was lenient and then and then, or what reasons might you have to be lenient and then negate them? Number one, there is a, a tshuva called Priya Aretz. Shenishal halachal ma'aseh odot sofer shekatav sefer Torah ve'in koneh b'mechir asher rushat alav uv'ritzonon l'mochro al yedei goral k'fishanog b'in asokr. Uh, a sofer was selling a sefer Torah. A sefer Torah is extremely expensive. $50,000, $100,000, whatever, whatever the price is. It's a it's a large price, and 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 there aren't buyers. Meaning, we're used to we're used to shul ordering a sefer Torah or a family that wants to do achnasat sefer Torah in memory of a loved one. So they 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 go and they contract uh, a a a sofer to write a sefer Torah for them. We're used to that direction, but here the sofer wrote a sefer Torah. He wants to sell it, and and nobody's buying. Dahinu. So now, what did he do? He made a lottery. A number of particular people, uh, named people, write each one their name, and a certain amount that they pay. And everybody is, is, is equal. And they make a condition to, uh, to draw lots. And whoever's uh, name will come up, he's the one that's going to get it. Everybody makes a Kenyan to, to give over their portion for, for everybody else. So let's say for argument's sake that the, the Sefer Torah was a $75,000 Sefer Torah. And the Sofer wanted to make $100,000 out of it. So he, he sells uh, um, $100,000 lottery tickets. Uh, high stakes. So you have a chance of getting a safer door for a thousand dollars, which is an amazing bargain. Um, again, if if it's uh, so, you say, well, who's going to pay a thousand dollars for a lottery ticket? Okay, so you get a thousand people to buy uh, to buy a hundred dollar lottery ticket. And that's already a little more realistic. You could win a safer Torah, uh, and the safer Torah asks, could he do this? Even though we, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Hilchel Shabbos, that in order to draw lots on the portions of meat, 
it's prohibited because of because of kubia. The asmachta lo kanya because of an asmachta. Once again, an asmachta is uh, a kind of condition you make where you really don't intend to both both possibilities. You really intend one of the possibilities, and um, and therefore, when you lose, you're giving it the kind of begrudgingly that if asmachta lo kanya, meaning you're not giving it over really. There's no problem of kubia. Didn't we say that everybody gives over their portion to the others? There's no asmachta then. So, so this is a uh, a permitted kind of a lottery. So maybe Mifalapai should be the same. So uh, this, this let's let's read on though. Uh, now, sorry, Mifalapai. We don't say that kolachad matnela makanela kolachad chalko. They don't all get together and 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 give over my portion to the others so that nobody's taking from they don't explicitly make it a non asmachta. The Benishai, Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad. Nearly Liash Minagolumba Hagrana la Batam Nachon. So there was a minigal to have to have a certain uh, lottery. Vahu kikimat kola magrilim al chafatzim shonim. People who make um, who who auction off, uh, but make a lottery over certain objects? There come When a person has a particular object, he wants to earn more than it's worth. So let's say somebody has. Again, if I'm not mistaken, this is a Chinese auction. But um, what do you think, you guys? That's a Chinese auction. A person has an object. He wants to make more than it's worth. He gathers from a lot of people money for the for the object's uh, worth. He takes all the money from everybody who joins the Hagrala. Yeah, I know. That's what I wasn't sure 100% what a Chinese auction is. Um, he writes all of their names um, on one petek and one of them gets that object he doesn't take their money he takes the object everybody gives the money to him and and the one who wins gets the object from the owner of the object. So that's different than, than and that's what Ravavadi is going to claim, is different from uh, the Mifalapais, the the uh, the um, the lottery ticket, the Powerball, the whatever. Um, again, this is this would be similar to my what the way I describe the Sefer Torah. So let's say you have a you have a certain you have a car you auction off the car, so everybody pays. Uh, you get a you you get a uh, a car that's worth whatever thousand um, dollars, 
and you get enough people, it's worth your while. And then one person gets a, a, a car and a bargain. Other people uh, lose their money, but it's an amount of money that they're willing to lose. All the others did not make an, uh, a Kenyan on the object, did not make any active acquisition on the object. They gave money. They're in his hand when he gives it to them as a picodon, as a deposit, why? Let's say the object got got uh, destroyed. Let's say they were auctioning off a car, and the car was uh, was uh, a uh, was d- destroyed in a tornado. So avad the owner lost. In that situation, everybody would take back their money. Therefore. The one who wins doesn't have an asmachta. He paid a thousand, but he got to say, or paid a hundred, he got to say for Torah. Uh, he paid a paid hundred dollars. He got a he got a car. He doesn't take their money. So that's not a uh, 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 problematic asmachta. The only problem would be the owner of the object, the owner of the car, the owner of the Sefer Torah, taking their money. Maybe that is an asmachta. But the problem isn't uh, from those that are that are participating. So let's say uh there's a um um uh, a gentile who owns the um hmm, trying to give it i'm trying to come up with a case <laughs> where all we care about is the person who is going to win and if you were to enter the the enter the problem would not be entering the that lottery or winning that lottery the problem would be um being the one running that lottery. That's what that's what he says. But maybe even he has no problem. They gave that willingly. Everybody intended to give over the money. He holds them. There's no asmachta problem. Now, Rangoon sounds like somewhere in the Far East. Um, and Shazoche Behagrala notain maot shloshim rupees. Myanmar, very. Thank you. Uh, so he gets 30 rupees. Tumurat rupiachat. He puts in one, one rupee, and you can win 30 rupees. In that situation of a lottery, so you put in one rupee, you get 30, but you're getting the money that they gave. It's not like you're putting in 100 for, say, for Torah or a car and you're getting a car from the owner. They're putting in money and you're getting their money. 
That's a smakta. That's kuvia. That's the problem. So Rabbi Yosef Chaim, the 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 Benish Chai, distinguishes between auctioning off an object when a when a when a seller auctions off an object, where you're giving money to the owner, but the winner gets the object from the owner, no problem. And maybe even there's not a problem for the owner taking everybody's money because everybody gives it willingly. Whereas uh, the lottery in in uh, in Rangoon, well, everybody everybody gives in money, but the winner gets their money. That's the problem. Now, third possible reason to be lenient. So, first to be lenient, the 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 uh, actually sorry the third source, but really the second reason. The first reason was to say maybe uh, it should be permissible, like the pre Haaretz's auctioning off a of Sefer Torah. And the answer is it's different. There you're getting the object from the owner. Uh, here you're getting the money of the other participants. Was asked our question. Can is it permissible to buy a a uh, a ticket, a lottery ticket of the Mifala Pais? It's not a problem of prohibited gambling. It's not a problem of kubia, which is a problem of rabbinic level um, uh, theft, because it's an asmachta transaction, trans, trans, transaction which is which is ineffective. The case of a dice game is two people and you're taking another individual's uh, money. Two people are playing dice. They both put up the money. They, they shoot the dice. The one who wins takes the other's money. So he's giving up his money begrudgingly, asmachtali. He could lose all his money. But he doesn't give it over with his with a full heart. That's certainly considered an asmachta. But the but the lottery is different. We we gather a lot of money from all the people that participate, millions. It's not an issue of beating another at the dice game or at the pigeon race or what have you and taking the other guy's money. It's who has the luck to, to, gather, to have their number taken and they get all the, get all the money. So he he likens this to a case of a Sefer Torah auctioning off a Sefer Torah or Megillah with a with a silver um, uh, container, which is which is permissible, um, and nobody has any problems with that. But Rav Avad Yosef said, "Wait a second, but but." Rav Yosef Chaim already distinguished between a, a lottery over an object. 
drawing lots to who's the one who's going to get the object where he's not taking the other people's money. Rather, he's taking the object from the owner and it's given willfully by the owner because that's his whole business model. Somebody who's taking the money of the of the lottery, the three million uh, shekel or whatever it is, Asher Mishtat Fimba, Natnumi Prati, everybody gave from their private money. He's taking the money of the participants. Again, the government takes some also, but the but the uh, or whoever's running the lottery uh takes some of the money. That's how they make their money. But but the participants also get a nice uh, get a nice chunk of it. So the winner gets a nice chunk of money. There's no proof from, from the lottery over a Sefer Torah because there's, even though here there's a lottery, there there's a lottery. There everybody pays a little, here everybody pays a little. But there's a fundamental difference, says, says Rav Avadia, uh Yosef. Uh, countering Ravavadya Hodaya Hadaya, that by the Mifalapais, by the Powerball, by the lottery, you're taking other people's money. Whereas by the Sefer Torah, by the Megillah with the silver case, you're taking the Balabais's object that he wants to give you and you want to take from him. That's the problem. Okay, there's one issue that was not addressed by Rovavadia, and this is mentioned by many others. Now, uh, I'll, I'll read here. His opinion, his opinion met with opposition. A number of contemporary authorities argued that purchasing a lottery ticket is a completely type of different type of enterprise than the gambling we have spoken of earlier. Notably, Rav Avram Shapiro, blessed memory, who served as chief rabbi of the state of Israel from 1983 to 1993, objected. Now, the we're we're going to bring Rav Moshe Sternbuch Shlita's rationale for contrasting purchasing a lottery ticket with other forms of gambling. In other words, whatever you say about gambling, he's going to claim that this should be okay for Svaradim also. Smachta sheasula mechaber, the asmachta that the author of the Shulchan Aruch prohibited. Now again, it's true Rav Moshe Sternbuch is 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 Ashkenazi here. And uh, the tradition is to follow the Ramah. But he's explaining that even the Shulchan Aruch would permit this. Uh, the kind of gambling is when a certain event happens, the horse wins. The dice comes out like this, with this result. Um, the, the, the game of backgammon is won. Uh, poker game is won. I will acquire or give some. Then I'll give X amount of money. That case is an asmachta. That's a smachta below kinyan. That does not. That is not an effective uh, kinyan. As we've said, avalkan konekertis. You're buying a ticket. That that ticket is worth something in the market. If you want to sell your lottery ticket to somebody, you pay whatever a lottery ticket costs, and uh, and then you want to sell it to somebody. Um, so you can sell it, and he'll get it. You simply bought a piece of property, a lottery ticket, that is worth right now five shekels or ten shekels or five dollars, whatever it is, 
and somebody can buy it from you. And it might be that he'll buy it from you and it'll end up appreciating in value. It'll appreciate, it'll be, it would go from, from $5 to $20 million. Uh, that's like any, any business deal. Um, or somebody who joins a business deal chain. There's no asmachta here. This is like buying a piece of property that it can appreciate in value. Let's say somebody buys a piece of land in a, in a new yeshuv here in Israel somewhere. So you're gambling on will it will it end up being a hot place or not? Eric's actually in Eretz Israel, wherever it is, it's going to go up eventually. But but uh, you you buy some penny stock. So so it might go up, and you might you might win big, and you might have lost your 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 whatever however many dollars you paid for that stock. The same should apply for both. So in summary, a lottery ticket, he says, is a piece of property that costs a little when you buy it, but might end up becoming extremely valuable. When I buy a Powerball ticket, I have essentially invested $2. I can, if I choose, sell the ticket to a friend. And if I hold on to my investment until after the drawing, and it turns out that they chose my number, my investment appreciated and became worth millions of dollars. Is there any difference this approach maintains between a penny stock that ended up being a winner and a lottery ticket? And and that is an approach that that seems to be many following. Now, I will in in defense of Rav Avad Yosef, um, it could be that uh, that the the ticket is worthless afterwards, but the ticket is still worth something. Uh, it's worth something when you buy it and it's worth something until the drawing and you could sell it. So, and it's true, it's worthless afterwards, but our point is just that when somebody paid money, it was not an asmachta because they wanted to buy that piece of property, that, that piece of paper that has a number on it that is that has uh, this potential to win big. So, again, it's it's the it's perhaps the experience of of uh, of gambling. Um, but uh, what what Rav, Rav Sternbach and and Rav, uh, and and many others held was that uh, when the person the person uh, pays the two dollars, so they paid to buy that ticket, and they bought it. And that ticket is the potential to win big, but it's not that they put in their money to the lottery, hoping to win big, and then they were. They they uh, and then they ended up not winning winning big and therefore it's it's gezel didivreim it's it's rabbinic level theft again it's not it, it's it's very likely that we, that that <laughs> even the shulchan aruch doesn't hold that it's biblical it's it's very clear that it, he holds that it's rabbinic level theft because 
because you do know that you might lose, but they made it rabbinic level theft because the person thinks, you know, in the heart of hearts, the person is thinking that it win. So again, Ravavadya is saying, and, and just a suggestion, even though you could sell it, but Ravavadya is saying, essentially, that's simply a, a, a simon of the money you put in. And uh, you're essentially uh, uh, giving your money begrudgingly to somebody else because you expect to get it back. Again, but the other the other side is very powerful. That what you're buying is a is a piece of property. This 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 piece of paper, which is uh, worth something, could be sold and could become extremely valuable. But I I, I uh, it, it certainly uh, smells like gambling. Uh, but there are those that counter that technically it's actually buying a piece of property that might appreciate very well. And it's, it's no different than, let's say, buying a little, um, a little, uh, let's say, um, a little piece of land that, that might end up being really, really, you know, going big or, or, or buying a penny stock. Okay, that's what I wanted to share with you on uh, part two of, of, uh, of gambling. Uh, thanks so much, Rabbi Quas, and I'm so 